Now then, welcome to the Social Media Podcast. How are you doing? This is Simon Scholes here, founder and creative director of Perception Studios. Thank you very much, as always, for joining me. Uh, today, as always, we're going to be listening to the audio back from this morning's Days Confused and Generally Buggered, which is my daily live video, which I'm putting out all the time at the moment to try and help answer your social media and video questions that you have uh, burning inside you right now during this craziness that we're all called lockdown and COVID-19. Uh, don't forget, if you are interested, you can sponsor the live daily broadcast and all the content that comes from it, including this podcast, uh, for a weekly basis. So please do get in touch if you're interested in that. My email address is in the section below. And without further ado, shall we get started? The Social Media Podcast with Simon Scholes. Tips, hints and great content ideas. <laughs> Good morning. How are you diddling? Excellent. Me too. Thank you very much for the welcome. What, what am I saying? I, I don't know. I'm tired. Thank you very much. Me too. Thank you very much for asking. There you go. That's what I normally say, isn't it? Anyway, uh, welcome to the broadcast. It's another dazed, confused and generally buggered. I am definitely dazed and confused this morning. Uh, the wee man um, who we base these um, broadcasts around whenever he's napping, I can go live. Uh, he did not sleep well last night. So yeah, this, this could be an interesting broadcast, but we'll do our best. We'll get through it somehow. Uh, together. Uh, thank you for joining us, no matter what platform you're on, whether you're on Instagram Live right now, or if you're on Twitch, Periscope, YouTube, Facebook, wherever you're joining us, thank you very much for joining the broadcast today. Uh, we're going to be talking about organic content versus paid-for content, because the whole point of these broadcasts is to help you start creating social media content, start doing stuff yourself, for your brand, for your business, that you can do for free, and sometimes potentially with a little bit of a spend behind it as well, which we're going to talk about today. Um, also, answering your questions as well. So whatever questions you have, whatever platform you're on, type them in this very second, press send. We'll do our best to answer as many of those questions today as we possibly can do. Got a few who were emailed with me last night. Uh, so if you want to drop a question in, feel free to do so. Uh, first things first, though. Who the hell am I? I am Simon Scholes. I'm the founder and creative director of Perception Studios, this bad boy right here. And uh, we're an award-winning visual marketing agency. We're based in the UK. And what we do is we help brands and businesses create content that really helps them stand out and do something a little bit different on their social media, be it cinemagraphs, 3D GIFs, documentaries, all that kind of stuff with video, animation, aerial work, photography, graphics, all sorts of kind of different ways of trying to get your message across in a more bespoke, different way to the rest of the competition. However, a few years ago, it became quite obvious to me that not necessarily everybody had the budget to do that. So I wanted to try and help as many people as I possibly could do. I was tired of being and seeing uh, video companies go to networking events and promise the earth if you have a video for your business and actually not really doing more of an in-depth look into actually what do you really need? Because a lot of businesses will maybe approach us at Perception Studios and say, can you do us a video for our website? And then you say, right, okay, well, is that definitely what you need? And so then you look at the website and you find out actually their website through analytics is actually performing really, really well. So actually, what is it that they really need? Do they need people to stay on their website for longer? Because that's what a video will do. Well, no, because their website is already performing well. So what do you really need? You need more people to the website because the website's already doing its job. So you need more people to visit the website so that you can get more conversions that way. So what do you do? You then create content that will draw people to the website rather than actually 
keeping people on the website with a main piece of content on there. So it's it's just a slightly left field way of looking at content. So that's what I started to do more so of is actually what can you do yourself to draw people back into that website? What can content you can you create yourself that you can use on social media and draw people back into that content? And that's what these broadcasts are all around trying to get you into that content procedure can get you into that process of making content get you settled into it because when we come out of this craziness that we're all sat in right now this lockdown situation when we all are eventually back at work on a regular basis you'll have a great brand and you'll be in the process of creating content on a regular basis it'll be part of your schedule you'll be doing it already and then you're absolutely onto a winner so that's what I want to uh, talk about today a little bit, really. It's because I want to talk about organic content versus paid content. So shall we kind of get started? This is a big subject matter, but we're not going to go on about it too long. So first things first, what is organic? What is paid? Okay, so paid for content is essentially content that you're paying for, that you're putting money behind. And that doesn't mean paying to get it created. What I mean is once you're posting it, you're putting money behind it as an advert, as a piece of content. You're trying trying to get it out to a wider audience to draw people into your Facebook page or trying to get people to come and join a particular group that you're, you've created or you want people to go on a course that you've created. All those kind of things, when you create a piece of content that's going to draw people in, becomes what's called a promoted or a sponsored or a paid piece of content. And that is paid content when you're creating content specifically that you're going to put money behind in the first place so you could be paying an agency to create a piece of content but you're still going to use it organically that's not paid content that just means you've paid for that piece of content to be created and then you're going to post it organically we're talking about the posting procedure so whether you're going to post it organically or whether you're going to post it as a paid piece of content now for me what i'm teaching with the how to nine times your social media process this is all organic so organic is the content that you want to put out on a day-to-day basis, the content that you're going to give loads of value with, the content that you're going to build your brand with. That's what organic is going to do. Organic is going to help you build your brand, going to help you build your audience, help your avatar understand what it is that you do and who you are. But then you can go into paid advertising, which will help you sell a product or potentially draw more people in of the same type of audience. But what we talk about on a day-to-day basis is that organic content is posting pieces of content that aren't necessarily perfect, but have got a great message, have got lots of value. And you can put those out on Twitter and on Facebook and on YouTube and on Instagram and on LinkedIn and everywhere else as well. And those are organic. A good example of organic at the moment is obviously TikTok. I talk about TikTok a lot, um, but it is aging up dramatically quickly. If you go onto TikTok now and start scrolling through, it's all people with families and older generation and people with businesses, people who are coaches talking about what they do. There's a lot less of the dancing and a lot more of the older generation. So it's really a good time to get on there, start building an audience. The paid for content on there is really, really low. So pretty much everything people post on TikTok is based on organic growth, that organic potential of being found, that organic way of being found as well. So when it comes to things like YouTube, how good is your thumbnail? How good is your title? How good is your description? How good is the content that you're creating? And I don't mean necessarily in the quality as in how it looks, 
but actually what you're saying within the content. There's um, a, ch a channel recently um, called um, Dad, How Do I? or something like that. And basically it's a dad explaining to his kid how certain things work or how this does that or how does that so it was um it was a bit, it's a bit like how did they do that back in the day which was a tv show in the uk um and basically that channel in six weeks has grown from nothing absolutely zero to being created to one million followers so you cannot tell me there's not an opportunity to grow on channels but you've just got to be creating the right content. You've got to be consistent with it. You've got to be putting out stuff on a regular basis. That's always going to have that same message, that brand, those values that you actually have. So that audience had found his piece of content. It didn't automatically start that way. It didn't immediately go bang. It dribbled a few views here, a few views there, a few subscribers here, a few subscribers there. And then suddenly, boom, it just went ballistic. Six weeks from zero to one million subscribers. And they're a fairly interactive audience as well. Don't get me wrong, not all one million people watch every single video, but they've got a really good, active, engaged audience. So you can still do it in a short space of time if the value you're giving is actually there. But that is all done organically. They didn't pay for any advertising. They didn't pay for pre-rolls or anything like that. They just went organic about it, did things right, got their tagging in there. Not to say everything was perfect. Everything wasn't perfect by any stretch of the imagination. Their thumbnails didn't blow you away. They just drew you in a little bit. Their, their titles didn't blow you away. They just got you a bit interested enough to click. And so then YouTube saw that and then started pushing out further and further and further and further because people were watching for a long time. And yeah, they just did it right. They're, like I said, the production value isn't through the roof. It's just a bog standard basic edit and bit of filming. It's not anything special. It's just that imperfect content, that organic content. And that's why organic is, for me, a far more powerful thing for your brand, for your business, because you can build your brand, you can build your business through organic content. People can get to know you and the values that you live by. Then you move into something like paid content, which is very different. So paid content is more, I have a product, you've all got my values, you've all got my, um, you, you've, you've all become part of my audience right now. And so tomorrow, I'm going to put out a piece of content where I'm selling this latest hard drive that I'm selling. I'm a tech channel. I talk specifically about hard drives quite a lot. So tomorrow, I'm going to be selling this Western digital hard drive for a slightly cheaper price than you can buy it on Amazon. And so I'm still going to make money. You're going to make a saving as well. So I'm going to make a piece of content, an advert that I'm going to put behind this piece, this actual item. So what I do is I make my piece of content. It could be a long form piece of content, a vlog or what have you like that. In the past, I've done some stuff with um, a YouTuber and we created content for um, an electrical store and they sent a load of um, kit to his and we showed them it working and playing different games on it and how good it was and speeds and all that kind of stuff. And those were slightly longer form pieces of content, about five or six minutes each one. And so then that particular company put money behind that piece of content so it reached a wider audience. So that piece of content then became a pre-roll piece of content. But then you could also as well say, right, okay, 
I'm going to sell this. I just want a short form piece of content. I want a 3D GIF where it looks like it's coming out of the screen like you when I'm pushing it forwards like that. Or a cinema graph uh, where the light just keeps flickering on and off, but actually the rest of the, the image is, is completely still. Or maybe you just want a, a small video like a normal TV advert advertising the Western digital hard drive. Whatever it is you want to create, that could be a short form piece of content, then you could still have that piece of content put out onto Facebook and onto Instagram as an advert and put money behind it. And then you could maybe do the same with on LinkedIn as well, but make it a slightly different piece of content. Because remember, if you're going to pay for the content to perform well, you want it to perform well for the, the audience um, so that you can actually do something with it. You don't want to be talking to 15-year-olds about a hard drive when you're on LinkedIn. So you, your content's got to be specific. If you're going to put money behind it in the first place, don't just put content everywhere, the same content everywhere. You can't do that. When you're putting paid content together, make sure it's for the audience that you're talking to. When it's organic audience, you don't have the time to necessarily put everything out differently for every channel that's when you can just post the same content everywhere because if you're not communicating, nobody can hear the value you've got to give. That's organic. When you're selling, make sure that the paid-for piece of content is specific to that audience on the channel that you're talking on. Does that make sense? Um, fingers crossed, I'm hoping it does do. Uh, hello to uh, Mark Silk, who's just joined us on Instagram, and Steve Body as well. Hello to Steve. And uh, to Ant Knight. And Ant Knight was, um, I was on his um, podcast and his um, Facebook live show the other week, actually, which is really cool. Um, so I'll get a link to that at some point and I'll put it in the section below so you can go and watch it. Ant's, Ant's content is really, really cool. And um, he, he asks some pretty difficult probing questions to uh, to get your brain going it, it took a while for my brain to to start back up again after all this time being in lockdown also good morning to uh miles as well who's just joined us uh hello simon sorry i'm late how's your week been very good indeed thank you very much it's been absolutely fine uh, the weather's been glorious and just a severe lack of sleep anyway hopefully that kind of explains organic versus paid there is no right or wrong, but if you want organic, I would say use that to build your brand, get your audience understanding your values, the value you've got to give. When you're putting paid content together, use it to push a product or maybe draw people into a funnel. So in the past, even though I'm giving my book away for free, it would be um, it's great that um, people want to do the, want to read the book, but I want more people to get it. I want more people to get onto the idea of creating content for free. I want to help as many people as I possibly can do. So I put some money behind a simple advert telling people that the book was available for free so that people could sign up for it. Now, they don't have to sign up to my newsletter or anything like that, but it just gave them an opportunity to sign up to the book and, um, and yeah, hopefully get some value from it. Um, let's have a quick look at some of the questions that are coming in this morning. Uh, Miles, can you tell uh, me how to do quizzes on Instagram? I can. In fact, Miles, you asked this question last week, um, and I created, I think this is it, I created a little video that I can show you. So hopefully this is going to work here. So if I put this on the screen there, just one second, I just need to share my screen. I want the guys on Instagram to be able to see it as well. So share screen and application window, and there we go, let's share that. So this was a little video that I made last week. Here we go, so the guys on Instagram can see it as well. Um, and 
basically, this is me taking you through the process. So you're on Instagram, you click on the little camera in the top left-hand corner, it takes you through to stories. Click on the face at the top, scroll down slightly, and there's quiz. You tap on there, watch your quiz question, you type in your answers, and then you can choose which one of those answers you want to be your answer. So how do you do a quiz like this or like that? It's like this. You then position it where you want it to put it. You do it like a normal Instagram story, and then you press send, and it goes to your story. It's that simple. That's that's all you've got to do. It's really, really easy. So go into Instagram stories. Go to the little happy smiley face at the top. Do a quiz. Um, and, yeah, Bob's your uncle. Um, hopefully, that's kind of explained that to you, Miles, because I, I know you did ask that question the other week. I kind of answered it, but I think you were gone. I thought, right, I'll make a little video so that if he asks it again, I can show him how to do it. So there you go. Um, hopefully, fingers crossed, that's helped you out. So go to stories, go to create, have a block standard back background, go into the smiley face, scroll down, find quiz, type in your question, type in your answers, tell it which one is the right answer, share it on your story, done. That's it. That's all you've got to do. It's that simple. Right, let's have a quick look at some of the questions that came through. If you do have any questions, by the way, and you're watching live right now, please feel free to leave them in the comment section on whatever platform that you're watching, and I will do my best to answer them if I can do. Um, and if I can't get round to them today, then we will do it uh, tomorrow on the live or maybe on Sunday, or we can chat on email or whatever. Um, okay, so <clears throat> first question, and um, this one's come through anonymously. Um, should I be working on my craft or making content? Okay, if you're, I'm, I'm guessing from what you're saying, you're probably maybe some sort of video creator because uh, making content kind of gave it away. So there's, there's two elements to this. I would concentrate on making content, but then have one or two specific pieces in and amongst that content that are your standout craft pieces. So if you are going away on holiday, for example, you would do your daily vlog and you would have your imperfect content going out, people understanding who you are, what it is that you're there to do. You, you've gone away and you're going to create this lovely piece of content, but you want to show people behind the scenes. So that's your daily piece of content. Then you have the stuff that you've filmed that is specifically for the crafted piece. And then you put together the crafted piece and people get to see that as a reason for why you went on that trip. So it might take you a week to edit it after you've got back, but that's fine. Then that piece of content goes out and people go, wow, that's why they went on that trip and that's why it was crafted in such a way. So they get that voyeuristic idea of being behind the scenes, which, as I've said before, is something people absolutely love. They like to see the ins and out workings of a business and of a creative. But then also they get to see that final product what it was that you were working so hard on, what it was that you were overseas for in the first place to make that piece of amazing content. So hopefully that helps you out a little bit. It's a very short, succinct answer, but there's not a lot else I can really add into that. I would work on making content to build your audience, but using that content to then show the craft afterwards, the piece that you've crafted together. Okay, um, Monty, so I've been laid off over the past month or so. I've uh, been doing everything, some side gigs, selling some art way, artwork, but never enough. How can I scale my audience without going broke on ads? Okay, um, I've, I've spoken about artists quite a lot. Actually, recently there's been quite a lot of artists coming in and asking this question. You've got to start giving people the value of the artwork. Now, it's very difficult to do that because obviously beauty is in the eye of the beholder and all that. So 
what I suggest to a lot of artists is show people the process. What is the process you go through, Monty, for creating a piece of artwork? Now, if you've got loads of artwork that's already created, that's fine. You can't necessarily recreate that process. You can't necessarily film it. But what you could do is use some stills. I'm sure you'll have stills or images that you've the, the original drawings or the initial artwork and then what it progressed into and so on and so forth. So take people through that story. Do a little voiceover. Use the photographs to help tell that story because you won't necessarily have any video. If you do, even better. But tell them a story about how you created each one of the pieces of artwork. Tell them the story behind it. Give them that behind-the-scenes feel again, that voyeuristic feel. And then for future pieces, then really do go to town on creating content that's specifically about how you've gone through the process of creating that particular item, but do it on video rather than in the other way, which is just to try and help you get more content out there. Because if you create these little miniature case study videos for each piece of artwork, then you can put those out and people can kind of draw emotionally in on the content. Then what you do is at the end of each piece of content, you draw them into your Etsy store or your eBay store or your website where you've got an online gallery, whatever. But you want people to be able to go and consume more of what it is that you do. And maybe Instagram and other social media channels might not necessarily be the best platforms to do that on, but you could draw them into a shop or a Pinterest page perhaps where the prices are on each particular piece of artwork and they can scroll through and see the different artworks that you've created and then click, go through to your website, make a purchase, something like that. Um, but that behind-the-scenes feel, that behind-the-scenes case study kind of stuff really is, is a huge thing for people. People really do like to see how content is created, um, especially when it's probably a talented creative like yourself. Hopefully that's that's helped a bit. Fingers crossed. And let's have a quick look. Anybody here on Instagram? Nobody on Instagram at the moment asking any questions. Uh, Steve, though, saying after lockdown, we need to meet up for content. Absolutely, Steve. Why not? And a brew. Whenever that will be is another question. So that could probably be next year, the way things are going um, and the way people were crowding into the beach the other day, which is... Um, interesting anyway right final question that i've had through to me so far if you've got any questions get them in now we'll get them done uh, before the end of the broadcast if not and um, it's going to be a 13 minute broadcast or possibly even slightly shorter which is fine by me i get to have a chill out before max wakes up okay sean is saying how can i as a music composer use this opportunity to help educate those around me about the use of music as a means to connect to an audience you have to show them that. You have to show them how you connect to an audience. Um, one of the big things when I worked in radio, and specifically in-store radio, was creating playlists of music that would evoke memories or evoke particular habits in people. And it wasn't necessarily trying to program them into buying things and stuff like that. But music is very, very subjective. And one piece of music that somebody likes is another piece of music somebody else absolutely hates. Um, so... Yeah, you've got to be um, absolutely on it when it comes to programming music. So, for example, we uh, did um, a station for a group of care homes, and the care homes wanted us to try and help evoke memories in their residents, and so we created a playlist that would specifically do that, and it worked really, really well. So what you need to do with your content is show how music is connected to different things. Maybe tell the stories of people around you and then 
encourage your audience to also tell their stories, try and be involved so that you're kind of almost collaborating with your audience every single time. So you could do a story of a piece of music from your mum and a story about a piece of music from your dad and from your auntie and your uncle. Obviously, right now, you can't be face-to-face. So do it all on Zoom or on Skype and record it with eCal or something like that. Um, and then you've got those pieces of content you can put out, those stories that show music is such a great connection to people. And then you could break down pieces of music from film, perhaps. You're a composer, so you can obviously play music. So whatever instrument it is that you can play music on, show people how particular pieces of music evoke actual emotions in films. I did, um, I was a, a compare for an orchestra a few years ago and they were doing scores from different films. Um, and so I was telling the story about how certain pieces of music would evoke particular feelings in certain people. Jaws, for example, without the music from John Williams, would just be a shark going on a picnic. But with the music, it's a shark attacking people and dun 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 All that evokes a memory in people, evokes an emotion. So you need to talk about that in your content, 100%. Um, I, don't, I don't think there's anything else really that I can say there. Just create content that shows you evoking memories and evoking emotions in people and how music does that and what what kind of emotion different types of music might evoke in certain people as well. So get your audience involved, but get them to tell you their most hated song or their favourite songs or the songs that make them laugh and then ask them why. So play a short snippet of their songs. You can kind of get away with a very short snippet and then ask them why that song evokes that memory. What is it about that particular track that will make them think in that particular way? Why does it make them laugh? Why does it make them cry? Why do, why does, why do they hate this song so much? Because there'll be always a reason behind it, whether it's that mum and dad never listened to that type of music and I was always brought up listening to soul and I don't like heavy rock, or whether it's it reminds me of um, a funeral I've got pieces of music that remind me of my dad's funeral. And it's not that I can't ever listen to them again, but they do make me sad um, to listen to them. They kind of evoke memories. I've got a friend who can't listen to a specific piece of music ever again because it reminds him of his dad's funeral. That's just, that's what music does. That's the great thing about music. So I I, I don't know. There's not a lot else I can say to that. I think just um, making content that will show how music evokes, um, evokes emotions. I think is a, is a huge potential for you. Um, and also show them the process as well of composing music. There's all sorts of other content you could create, but you're asking about how music connects with an audience. Well, that's the kind of content you need to be making, telling or asking your audience how certain pieces of music have connected with them and getting them in on your broadcast as well, getting as many people in on your broadcast as you possibly can do, because then that's a collaboration and those people will share your content out to their audience and so on and so forth. But don't be afraid as well of that other type of content. I've been asked to write a piece of music for an advert about X. So this is what I'm gonna this is how I'm gonna start. This is a love chord, this is a thriller chord, this is a drama chord. And taking people through the processes of writing music as well would be really interesting. Again, that behind the scenes, how does a creative work kind of look, I think would be absolutely fantastic. Uh, good morning to AJ who's just joined us. A little bit late, but not to worry. You can always watch on the replay. 
and also James Wilder as well, who's just joined us. Hello, James. Thank you for joining us. Um, don't worry, we are coming to a close, but you can watch all of this on the replay, so it's not a problem in the slightest. Um, but hopefully there's been some value in there. I've answered some questions. Um, also, hopefully you guys got some value from the organic versus paid for content as well. If you didn't get to see it because you've just joined, Go back and watch it after we finish the broadcast. Um, it's all available there for you to watch. Uh, don't forget, as well, if you've not already joined it yet, um, I'm going to put the link to my uh, Facebook group, How to Nine Times Your Social Media, in the comments on the channel that you're watching right now. Uh, right there. Basically, go and join that group. You can download my book. Absolutely. It's a book that went to number one. Um, and pretty good, I think. So I, I think I think a few people got some value from it. So go and download it. You can get it for free. You don't have to sign up to my newsletter. You don't ever have to hear from me again. You could watch this broadcast, go download download that book, and never ever hear from me again. Brilliant, eh? Um, so yeah, hopefully you can get some value from that. Anyway, right, twenty eight minutes. That's that's jobs are good. And um, thank you so much for watching today on whatever platform you've been on, Twitch, Periscope, Instagram Live, Facebook, YouTube, wherever you've been. Um, and I will catch you tomorrow, hopefully about the same time, about 11.30. It depends on nap time. But um, hopefully I'll see you tomorrow. Um, enjoy the rest of your day. It's getting a bit windy out there, but it is still a gloriously sunny day here in the UK. So go and enjoy it. If you are watching on the replay, please drop your questions into the comments. I'll still do my best to answer them tomorrow. Or you can drop me an email with them on to the email address that's scrolling along the bottom of the screen right now. Unless you're listening to the podcast, in which case go into the description box below and then just click on my email address and send me an email there. Uh, okay, thanks ever so much uh, for watching. If you're brand new, please hit the subscribe button. Please hit the share button. Get more people watching this content on a daily basis. That would be absolutely awesome. And until tomorrow, stay safe and have a good one. Bye. This was a Perception Studios production.